worship him and say it like you mean it. I am what God bless your name. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for your presence in this place. Have your way, Holy Spirit, and grant unto us that we will know who you are and feel you in a deeper, more precious way this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, put your hands together and bless God for this anointed band and for this Awesome, awesome choir. Scripture this morning is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 5 through 9. In the Message Bible, it reads this way. I plan to visit you after passing through northern Greece. I won't be staying long there. But maybe I can stay a while with you, maybe even spend the winter. Then you could give me a good send-off. Wherever I may be headed next, I don't want to just drop by in between other primary destinations. I want a good, long, leisurely visit. If the master agrees, we'll have it. For the present, I'm staying right here in Ephesus. A huge door of opportunity for good work has opened up here. There is also mushrooming opposition. This is the word of God for the people of God. For the next few moments, I want to talk from this theme, seeing beyond the mess, optimism, obstacles, and opportunities. This is part two. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I have um, I've come to recognize some things. And among the things that I've recognized is that there is an element of messiness to life. Let me just say that one more time. There's an element of messiness to life. Uh, you, you'll get this a little better. Expressions like, don't throw the baby out with the bath water are birthed out of the frustration caused by messiness. Yeah, we all have to deal with it. There's an element of it in all of our lives. All of us experience the messiness. We all have times where we're around messy people. At times in our own lives, we have been the creators of mess. Sometimes some of the mess we have to deal with didn't come from someone else. We were just trying to clean up our own mess. Colloquialisms like nobody wants to deal with that mess. Ain't nobody got time for that mess. And my favorite, you just messy, leave me alone. 
There are people in your life, that I know you know them, you can, you can pick them out, you probably have somebody in mind right now. There are people in your life that you already said, they just messy. When you see them coming, you, the Lord, they just messy. When they say, I, I got something to tell you, but don't tell nobody, you just, Lord. They just messy. It's a secret. <laughs> but I'm the fifth person you told. <laughs> Just messy. Yet, yet life, I should say it this way, life's messiness is the byproduct of problems, productivity, and living in this present world. Yes, the byproduct of problems. Things that we go through, things that we endure, yes. It also is the byproduct of productivity. You know, you can't, um, well, you say you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. There's some things that even in the productivity as you're doing things that are worthwhile create some messiness. And the truth of the matter is just living in this present world. You wake up in the morning and somebody got some mess. You hear your phone ring and you know somebody up to some mess. You see a particular name come up on your phone, you say, I ain't answering that, that ain't buzzing up. <laughs> That's a mess right there. You see a text message come, somebody said, are you gonna respond to that? Child, that's just a mess. And you know, we, we get into this because you know, we say, look, look, that person there is a whole mess. And, and you, I, I like this one, you, you, you all have used this. Not only are they a whole, they're a whole hot mess. And since you got saved and you don't cuss anymore, you just simply say, they full of mess. <laughs> you know, because of the messiness of life, life can sap your energy because of its messiness. And I want to caution and say, don't let the drainage deplete you to the point of giving up. Life, life, life can, can, can just sap all of your energy because of what you see, because of what you've been through, because of the opposition in front of you, because of the adversary or the adversities you've been experiencing. And it can just be draining. Sometimes you're feeling drained and you haven't even left the house yet. Sometimes news will drain you. But don't let the drainage deplete you to the point of giving up. Um, a young Canadian rapper called Drake has a song called Energy. And in that song, Drake says, I got enemies 
got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. And there are times when you feel like Drake, where you feel like you're being pulled by life, and there are people trying to drain you of your energy. I, 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 I want to help somebody because I think this is going to bless you today. You have to realize that enemies and adversaries and foes abound. They can be individuals or groups that oppose the will of God for your life. But you have to know their threats have already been subdued by the power working within you. Greater is he that is within me than he that is within the world. I know that I know that the mess is real. The threat is real. But greater is the God I serve than all of the obstacles the enemy can put in front of me. Greater is the God I serve than all of the adversaries and foes that may line up against me. Greater is the God I serve than all of the issues and problems that may come my way. Greater! Yeah. You, 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 must, you must see beyond the mess and hold on as the apostle might put it, hold on to your message. Hold on to your message. Hold on to the meaning of God in your life. Hold on to the Messiah, the Savior of your soul. In the midst of it all, you have to keep seeing beyond the mess of the present moment to hold on. I, 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 I look at the apostle and He's got enemies all around him. He's got people who are trying to do various things to, to, to thwart his progress. He's got riots around him where he is, but at the same time, he, he sees that God is yet moving where he is. And there's an opportunity that is before me, but the opportunity does not come without a price. It doesn't come without an obstacle. It doesn't come without a villain or foe. It doesn't come without an anti-type against the Christ within me. It doesn't come without the devil trying to stop and block my progress. You think you're going to go and just do and do and be blessed and never get checked by the enemy? You think you're going to keep on running around hollering about you love Jesus and the devil never come for you. The only people the devil doesn't check on are those that are already checked and in his control. But if you are trusting God, the enemy's coming after you. You know, it's, 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 it's like when we played basketball. Some of you, both male and female, played basketball in your day. You know, you try to get up and guard somebody you thought could do damage. And the person you thought couldn't do any damage, you left them alone. 
If the enemy's leaving you alone, it's because he thinks you can't do any damage. Which is to say, if the devil's been bothering you, if you've been coming against obstacles, if you've been having a difficult time, it's because the enemy thinks you can do damage to his kingdom. He thinks you have power. He thinks you got a shot. He thinks you can mess him up. He thinks that what's going on inside of your life can ruin the kingdom of darkness. So he's picking on your life. He's picking on your light. He's trying to put your light out. He's trying to put you back in darkness because you keep shining the light in places that he wants to keep dark. You need to realize God is doing something in you that has ruffled the feathers of the adversary. Keep doing what you're doing. I just got three things, three things I want you to remember, three things to remember, three things, three things to remember. I, I feel like preaching a little. <coughs> number one, number one. And then I, I just think about it. Paul says, a wide door of opportunity is open and the door is a metaphor. It's a metaphor speaking to opportunities, things that I could do and get done, blessings that are coming there are available to me. I got this wide door here. And then the, the Message Bible gives us this idea of mushrooming opposition. I got this growing, blooming opposition. I, there's somebody, can I do it another way? Somebody trying to get on my last nerve. Not my first, not my second, not my third, but my last. That blame nerve. Here, here. I got I'm, 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 watch this, watch this. This is a good one. Number one, number one. It's not the problem, it's your perception of it. Oh, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it. it, it it's not the problem. It's how you've been looking at it. Um, today, I'm going to be your perception regulator. Thank you very much. I believe I will. Listen, we control our thoughts and emotions with our choice of perception, the emotion 
follows the perception. I, yes, that's it. Right. Need to take a drink on that one. The emotion follows the perception. I um the other day my there was a bug in, in our house and uh, it's that season. I, I'm gonna give the good one. It's that season, and my wife took a tissue, whatever it was, and bam, killed it, threw it away. Now, when we first got married, there was a bug in the car. And my wife screamed and almost ran me off the road. I must have said something or responded in a way she didn't like. Because it's been from that day to now, she's never screamed at another bug. That day she got so mad at me. Usually the audience claps there. I just That day she got so mad at me. Whatever it was I said, I know it was loving. I know it was kind, but whatever I said, she treated that bug like she wanted to treat me. And she, the bug was on the window. She went from screaming like she was about to die. She looked at me whatever way and she, bam, hit that bug. <laughs> I'm going somewhere. From that day on, her perception of bugs changed to the point of intolerance of them. Thankfully, not intolerance of me. Uh, Y'all, yeah, I know, I know this is convoluted. Let me see if I can do it. Listen. If I suggest we control our thoughts and emotions with our choice of perception, what I'm saying then is emotions simply matches what signal is being sent. All of the accompanying affect is the result of how you perceived the situation. Y'all gonna get it? So if you perceived it as a fearful, frightful situation, everything that followed it was triggered by your perception. Not the situation itself, but how you perceived it. Uh, yeah, let me, let me do that. 
Uh, my, my mother, God rest her soul, who rests in the bosom of the Lord and looks from the portals of heaven and is smiling this morning, hearing her children sing and try to preach. Let me... My mother, my mother, you know, sometimes things will go awry in our lives because life not always perfect. And so after the appropriate tears were cried and the prayers were prayed, and if you were still over there sniffling and, and still kind of hunching your shoulders and still kind of, you, you know how y'all do. You, you. My mother would look at you because now we don't commiserate it and we don't pray. And her next words would be what? I'm going to need you to come on up now. I'm going to need you to come on up in your mind. Wait, what do you mean? Come on up. Mama would even put it in her tongue. She'd say, come on up, Skia. That, that, meant, that meant it's time for you to stop pouting and get a new mind about what you're dealing with. And what mama was trying to tell us was even after prayer had been prayed, I had a responsibility to bring my mind back into position so that I could receive the blessing God gave me. You're responsible your perception you're responsible what do you mean Reverend? see when you when you walk by faith and not by sight you start saying I don't know how the Lord's going to do it but I know he can when you walk by faith and not by sight you start talking about he's done it before he'll do it again when you walk by faith and not by sight, you start looking back over your life and you say, when I look back over my life and I think things over, I can truly say that I've been blessed. I got a testimony. You start talking about, I thank God for my mountains. I thank God for my valleys. I thank God for the trials he brought me through. If I never had a problem, I wouldn't know that God could solve them. I wouldn't know what faith and God can do. Come here, Andre Crouch. Do it all. Do it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. I, whew, I feel something up in here. I, uh, okay. I, I, got, I got two more. I got two more. I'm out of time, but I'm not out of word. Watch this. I got two more quick ones. Watch this. Number two. It's not the predicament. It's the payoff. See, you keep looking at what you're going through, not realizing what you're going to. <sighs> See, you up here all upset because you got to take a journey. Instead of enjoying the journey you taking, you've missed what God has already done 
because you what now let me put it another way. Um, having some work done at the house one time, contractor came over and he he says um, he says to me, he gives the price what you want to do. He says to me, he says, um, he says, I don't need to sell you on the end product because you know what you want this to look like. He says, what I need to sell you on is the mess to get there. Brian Plouffe was his name. I, I never will forget Brian for saying it because what, 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 he, what he reminded me of is we all want the end result. We don't want to have to deal with the mess to get it. Okay. We want the cancer removed. We don't want to have to deal with the surgery to get it done. Come on, come on. We, 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 we want to we have a healthy marriage, but we don't want to deal with the counseling to get to the healthy marriage. We want to have a healthy mind, but we don't want to deal with the therapy that we may need in order to get our mind healthy in this present age. We don't want to deal with the mess because therapy may mean I have to deal with the triggers of my life and the traumas that I've experienced and I've been triggered by stuff that's been happening and the trauma I've been going through. I don't want to deal with the mess all I want to get to is the payoff, but I got to know you can't get the payoff without dealing with the mess. Uh, yeah. See, uh, you want an easy way. There ain't no easy way. There ain't no easy way. I, um, I saw a picture of James Harden, Harden the other day. He's a great basketball player who's in Brooklyn. Now he's in uh, Philadelphia. And I saw him, and uh, man, bro man had a six-pack. Last time I saw him on the basketball court, he had a beer belly. <laughs> bro man had a six-pack, arms were swole, he was looking good. Because see, before, he wasn't putting in the same work to look like he does now. Y'all ain't him. You gotta know, you gotta know, you gotta know. You might have to do some stuff and deal with some stuff in order to get the payoff you desire. But don't be scared. There's nothing that you can go through today, tomorrow, next week, or next year that you and God can't handle. Okay, last one. I'm done. I'm done for the day. The, the apostle is there. 
He's sending a word. He's sending a word. He's telling them, he says, look, I need to take a break. I would like to spend some time with you. I want some leisure time, some downtime. Don't want to be in a hurry. Don't want to be going nowhere. But there's an opportunity here. And, and there's something about what the apostle is actually saying. He's saying, here's my plan is to do this. But I'm remaining flexible. I'm, I'm flexible because I'm watching what the Holy Spirit is doing right now. My eyes are on what the Holy Ghost is doing. And, and I've been looking at what the Holy Spirit is doing. And because I've been seeing what the Spirit is doing, I'm getting ready to do something that follows in line with what the Spirit is doing. Watch this. I'm last one. It's not the process. It's the possibilities. <laughs> Woo! I'm done, y'all. I got to go. I got to go. It's not the process. It's the possibilities. Got, got some stuff coming up. Got some things that are happening. But I made a decision a long time ago. Lord, whatever you're doing in this season. I wish I had two or three folks understand where I'm going. Don't do it without me. I made a decision. Whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. I want to be on the team. However you're moving, I don't want anything to take me out of position to do what you wanted me to do. Watch this. The apostle didn't let current problems jade his opinion on past victories. Y'all don't get me. <laughs> I gotta go, y'all. I gotta go. I gotta go. Let me tell you something. He knew that God had already done some things. Apostle, help me out. What has God done? Well, the anointing was so on me that even my clothes caught anointing. My, my apron was anointed. My, my garments were anointed. They, they cut up my garments and passed them over to the sick and they were healed. They cut up my apron and passed it over to the sick and they were delivered. They took my handkerchief and laid it on demon-possessed folk and they were delivered from their possession. I just need you to know that God is doing something through me and I don't understand what God's doing because I don't see everything God's doing through me because if they took his garment he didn't go with it but the anointing from him went with the garment you can't see everything God is doing through your life but God is using you in ways that you know not of and what you have to do is keep seeing beyond the Keep seeing where God is. Keep seeing how God is blessing. Look here. You need to know one more thing. Just because you're in the midst of a bad season right now does not mean that your new season is not on the way. Your new miracle, your new season, what God is getting ready to do, it's on the way. It's happening now. The anointing is happening now. Come on, bless the name of the Lord.
bless his name. Every head bowed and every eye closed, I extend an invitation today. Oh, glory. Maybe there's someone here today who decided I want to be a part of that fellowship. I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to extend an invitation to you. If you're here in person, whether on the main floor or in the balcony, I want to extend an invitation to you. And I want you to know we love you already. Thank you, Lord. Don't do it. Lord, you're doing if you're here and you want to be a part of the fellowship just lift your hand up the usher will come over and we'll give you some information right now if you're online call me email me right now don't wait till tomorrow call my office right now and leave a message email me right now while the Spirit is speaking to you. The number on the screen, 860-443-6046, extension 10, 110. I welcome you now. Don't do it. Lord, whatever, you do it. Don't do it. Don't do it without me. Don't do it. Don't do it without me. Oh, la, la, la. I love you all. Thank you all so much. God bless you. I love you. I love you. I thank God for you. Get your offering ready. Those of you who are going to give in person now, get it ready so you can drop it on the bucket on your way out the door. You know, there's three ways to give, through Cash App, through Givelify, or by mail. I want to tell you, you can live and give in person here. Whatever way you give, give as unto the Lord. And it'll be the Lord who will restore, return, and bless you a hundredfold. I'm going to bless those gifts now. I trust that God in you is going to use you. Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus for the gifts that we give. We give our tithes. We give above and beyond tithes and offerings. We give in benevolence to the poor, to those who are in need. But God, I thank you, Lord, that you will return it to us. Some of us don't necessarily need a financial blessing, but we need a healing. Some of us need you to bless someone we love who's going through. Some of us, God, are seeding on behalf of new seasons that are to come. Some of us, God, are asking for your miraculous power to be activated in our lives. 
So God, as we see this morning, we, we, we name and claim what we desire. We speak over our gifts even now. Bless us, bless it, and return it to us the way only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen.